Welcome in to the Drive the Lane podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Andrew Zolden, and my man right here, you know who he is. I'm Joey Lane. The former Ohio State basketball player, the legend, Joey Lane. Oh, geez, you're too kind. He's a little modest, but he is a legend. And for those of you listening to us for the first time, we're excited to announce that we have teamed up with Letterman Rowe. Really was a no-brainer for us. Letterman Absolute Row, no-brainer. One of the premier destinations for Ohio State football and recruiting coverage. Expanding a little bit now with adding our college basketball podcast to the show. To yeah. the network, I should say. I mean, I've been a fan of Letterman Row, even though they've only been around for about a year and a half. Um, from afar, I've been a fan from afar, but it is super, super exciting. Like you kind of said, an absolute no-brainer for us to team up with them. You know, you know, we will have a wider range of guests now bring the content to Letterman Row that they've kind of been missing out on in the college basketball world. It's it's a win-win for both sides. You know, Letterman Row's got some other great shows such as Beanie and the Boom, another great podcast, Tim May's podcast. We couldn't be happier to be joining the family, but all you Drive the Lane fans out there, don't you worry. Fear not. It is still the same old Drive the Lane. And to prove that, we're going to give you a word from our sponsor, High Street Tees, who you guessed it made this shirt that I'm wearing right now. It's an amazing shirt, and they also make other vintage Ohio State bar shirts. Let me let me break it down for you. Please break it Mama's down. Mama's Paps and Brew, R.I.P. Bernie's Bagels, Buckeye Donuts, twos, threes, fours, fives. <laughs> they have all the shirts you could possibly need. They are so cool. There are new game day shirts. We wear them on every game day. They made the shirts for our live show, and you know what? Why don't we save the listeners some money at High Street Tees? People like to save money. They do like to save money. So you need to go to highstreettees.com slash DTL. And when you're checking out, use promo code DTL15 for how much, Joey? 15% off. 15% off. Highstreettees.com slash DTL. Promo code DTL15. Buckle up. And drive the lane. Buckle up and drive the lane. Let's do this. Hey. They say that they winning, but to me it's just a blowout. Ay. Every week we put in numbers on the board, we show out. Ay. All it took was just a bit of patience with the grind. Ay. You can never Ay. hold a bet. What's on today's episode? Uh, talk a little Ohio State football. A lot of Ohio State basketball, hopefully, because it's basketball season. But obviously, Ohio, Ohio State football. Talk about some players we're excited from Ohio State football and Ohio State basketball and beyond. Lots of Ohio State, obviously. And we start off with a bang with our first guest, Mark Titus. Oh, my God. It's just incredible. Obviously, you guys know me and Mark Titus are two apples from the same tree. Um, but it was a blast talking to my good buddy, Mark. I call him Titus. Um yeah, he's the man. He gave us a ton of ton of insanely detailed intel on uh, intel. Full <laughs> full disclosure, this is our first Letterman Row episode, but it's not our first podcast episode. Right. We've had guests such as Jared Sollinger, Aaron Kraft, Terry McLaurin, Tyvis Powell, Joshua P- Perry, John Diebler, Jalen Brunson, Jesse Rogers, ESPN Chicago, and you can catch those all on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And that's where you'll get all these shows. So don't feel just in case you don't want to be left out on all the inside jokes that we've created in the past like eight episodes or so. Make sure you check our old podcasts out because you're not going to want to miss those. I think it's time we talk about the thing that everyone, including us, has been talking about. Chase Young. Chase Young is the front runner for the Heisman. Yeah, I. 
so it's incredible because obviously we know we watch all Ohio State fans know how dominating he's been the entire year, um, but this was kind of the first time maybe that it was put on um, national display and the entire world was tweeting about it. So I mean, if you if you miss the fact that he had four sacks and strip sacks and he's got the greatest hair in college football, then that's on you. Speaking about the whole world tweeting about us, you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> and on Instagram. On Instagram, we are Drive the Lane. On Twitter, we are Drive the Lane. But what's your pod? But what's your my Twitter, Twitter is oh jeez, my, my Twitter just caught a touchdown pass. I lost my fantasy. <laughs> my Twitter is at Andrew Zolden. What's your Twitter? Uh, at Joey Smoke fourteen. Hopefully, you're you guys probably are already, already following. Hopefully, him. you guys are already For following. For being honest, you're already they're following doing him. they're doing the worm in the end. But <laughs> they're doing but, the worm. But talking more about Ohio State football, we say this all the time. If defensive players aren't going to have an easier path to winning the Heisman, there should be two. There should awards. be a defensive Heisman and an offensive Heisman, or else what's the point? And I saw a great tweet about this today. It said that did we tweet it? No, we did not tweet it. Oh. It was talking about how proof that they don't care about the defensive players in the Heisman race. He might have been out of bounds. Oh, he stepped out when you looked away. He stepped out. Yeah, I think. Okay, proof. <laughs> proof that they didn't need that they don't care about defensive players in the Heisman race is when the preseason odds come out. They, there's no respect to defensive players. Zero. Zero. I, yeah. If you're talking about an offensive award and a defensive award, first of all, Ohio State might... I, I mean, Joe Burrow is probably first in offense, but there's probably not even a, anyone else in consideration for defense. So, And then if Joe Burrow loses to Alabama and Ohio State goes undefeated, then Justin Fields or maybe even J.K. Dobbins now, everyone's talking about him. We might have the three best players in yeah, the country. Two of being out kind of narrows it down to this, in my opinion. It's either going to be Burrow if they beat Alabama... It will be Burrow if they beat Alabama. It will be Burrow if they beat Alabama, and if Ohio State wins out and LSU loses, it's going to be Fields or, or Chase Young. It'd I think, be so cool if it was Chase. It'd Young. be so cool if it was Chase Young. I know someone because we could get. I know someone who bet. I know someone who bet on. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is. It's definitely not me. But I know someone who. <laughs> yeah, because we don't win. <laughs> I know someone who bet on Fields to win the Heisman. So I'd be. I he would be. Or she would be a little upset <laughs> if Fields didn't win, but I think he or she or me would get over, would get over it, considering that it would be Chase Young, which would be one of the coolest things to ever happen. Yeah, no, that, I mean Chase Young is so dominant, and if the Heisman truly goes to the best college football player, then why is this even a question? Chase Young is the best college football player right now. He absolutely is. He is the he is the biggest contributor to the team and people like clay travis say that he's not as important as blah blah he's not as important as fields he's not as important as two he's not as important let me let me tell you this right now the university of missouri okay has kelly bryant one of the premier quarterbacks in the country okay maybe you've heard of him the starting middle linebacker for mizzou kale garrett out for the season since that moment they're one and two, with two of those losses being to Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Okay, quarterback is arguably the most important position. In but if you're going to sit here and tell me that the best defensive player, which ninety-eight percent of the time your best defensive player is the most vocal player on the defense as well, yeah, if you're going to tell me that that is not making as big or not bigger than the quarterback, then you're crazy. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I think Chase Young, maybe he's not the like play caller, signal caller, whatever for like a middle linebacker might be, but he is definitely the captain, the leader of the defense. And as he goes, the rest of the off- the rest of the defense goes. And and just like offense, just like a quarterback can make a game changing play when he has a strip sack, like that is a game changing yeah. play more so than Justin Fields running for a five yard touchdown. It's just it's it's unfair. He looks he's too big. He's like bigger than everyone else on the field. Yeah, that I'm picture. excited. 
<laughs> the picture of him standing next to the rest of the captains when they were announced back in like August or whatever mm-hmm. that was, way earlier than that probably. That picture, I tell my dad that I show him that all the time because he does. He's like, yeah, he's big, but he's not. He's a football player. They're all big. I'm like, no, no, no. He's 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 the predator. He's massive. I'm, I'm just excited for him to get to the NFL and like. It's it's literally like pick on someone your own size. I know, him. right? Literally, that expression like was the, like made a, like a high school. That boy. expression was made for Chase Young. Pick on someone your own size. You should not be going up against Jack Cohn. Uh, like he, I thought he was going to murder no, the no, Wisconsin well, quarterback. No, what's funny is that Wisconsin. Everyone talks about how they have the, the most NFL-ready yeah. offensive linemen. Uh, yada yada. The list goes on and on about all the people they've had in the NFL. And I'm sure the only person that could stop it was Joe Thomas in his prime. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, because Joe Thomas gets some people, let some people buy him. <laughs> you you want to hear a hot take? Joe, yeah. Joe Thomas is a loser. <laughs> Why? Well, he, that's he not a hot lo- take. He's, know, he's lost, a, lost a bunch of games, games with the Browns. I mean, he's a hot incredible. take that I saw about Joe Thomas was that he should be to blame for why the Browns' offensive line is not good because he hung it up last year and didn't even give a chance to come back from injury, and that was the dumbest take I have yeah, ever seen. But I would like to hear Dan Dockage's opinion on it. Because, you know, that would be interesting. I future guest. Future guest. It's clear that Dan Dockage, if we're going to get on him for a second, he uh, clearly does stuff so that people are talking about him. So it's not fair to yeah. um, to throw Dan Dockage's name around in the Packers. Well, just I think that was a touchdown. Yeah. yeah it looks like a touchdown. They'll review it. Uh, <laughs> one of us may or may not have bet on the Packers. But it wasn't me. I'm done betting. This on. is what I think about the AP poll that yeah, just came out. Yeah, tell me what you think about the AP poll. The AP poll that just came out. Ohio State stayed at number three. Which is fine. I okay. Guess. I am totally fine with Alabama winning without Tua and you keeping Ohio State below them. That is yeah. totally acceptable to me. But you can't put LSU above them then. You got to keep Bama number one. If you're not going to put Ohio no, State no. over them, because Bama beat Auburn, who's now a three loss Auburn team. Yeah. Or no, two. Two loss Auburn team. Florida. And LSU. Yeah, but I, LSU has two top ten wins. That's the only reason. I, I, it's fine. I don't care. It doesn't matter what the AP says. It I know matter. it doesn't matter what the AP says, and I, I also know... It's a fullback assist. Was that Aaron Jones or was it Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams. Williams. We're chilling. Okay. So what I, also, what I also know is that if Ohio State wins out, they're going to be in the playoff. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But from a strict respect point of view, I think you can move LSU over Bama. You can move Ohio State over Bama. But you shouldn't be able to only move one of them. I think they have both proven that they are worthy of that number one yeah. spot. But I also think Bama should be number one until proven otherwise. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. I, Yeah, I guess I'm with you. I just, I don't know. Ohio State's it, the best team in the country, Yeah, and, and, like, all the power football indexes, like, all the, ES, the, BP, the BPI, which is basketball, but FPI, I guess, whatever, mm-hmm. for football, like, ESPN, they have Ohio State at number one. When the college football committee comes out, they'll say that LSU's number one because LSU is... These blah, blah, blah wins. We might be two. We might be three. Who cares? Yeah. When they win out, we will win the national championship, yeah. and we will be well, there, yeah, and we will say, hopefully be doing a live when you, show. When you say they'll win out, like, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if they win out the regular I'm season. I'm joking. Um, anyway, think, it's basketball season. Let's talk about I got one more thing to okay. say. I, I've been yeah. waiting this whole time to say it. Then we can talk about your favorite sport that you yeah. actually played. Yeah. Okay. Minnesota's going to be the team that they play out of the West, and they're going to beat them by 850. All right. 850. What time of year is it? Would you Wait, would you... 
Seth Davis always says, what if I told you you could have taken Minnesota plus 849? To Would make it have? to the Big Ten? <laughs> no, no. It's <laughs> like when they get when teams get blown out, he'll be like, the Astros are playing the Nationals. He'll be like, what, what if, if I, I told, told you yeah. you could take the Astros plus 11? Would you have taken it? Right. What like, if no I, shit I would have taken what it. What if I told you that you could have taken Illinois, Vandy, and <laughs> Kansas last week, yeah. uh, 10 to win 800,000? Would you have done it? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I so... I'd do just about anything to tend to win It's a good time of year, but it's so, also sad. The leaves are changing. There's a little snap in the air. I can hear I can hear the tennis shoes squeaking on the hardwood floor. Ooh. I can hear the balls bouncing. I can hear the the net swishing. But you're hearing it all from home. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hearing it all from home because I haven't touched the basketball in like six yeah. months. But yeah, it's it's bittersweet. Like it's cool to be done and be able to watch, like my my former teammates, like see them work out and see how great they're gonna do and be able to feel like not less pressure. I there's no pressure, but like I don't know. It's fun to be a fan. We yeah. talked we talked to Titus a little bit about this Ohio State team coming in ranked 18th in the preseason AP poll. AP poll is going to be a buzzword for this podcast. We talk about the AP poll a lot. AP polls don't even matter. I think they matter. But <laughs> so who do you think is walking out onto the court that opening tip against Cincinnati? Who's that starting lineup for Ohio State game one? Um, I think I already mentioned it on a previous podcast, and it was actually the same lineup that Holtman uh, put out in the um, – Secret scrimmage, not so secret scrimmage against uh, Louisville, and uh, of course I'm right because I mean I was there eight months ago in the locker room. I know exactly mm-hmm. what's going on, but um, it'll be C.J. Walker. Um, who's it? Luther. What yeah. Say? C.J. Walker, Luther, Luther Andre Wesson, Caleb um, Wesson. Well, Kyle Young, Caleb Wesson. Yeah. So um, that's just the old vet lineup. The people that have been there, done that. Um, Holtman's not going to have any worries throwing those guys out there. They know the system. They know the defensive rotations. Um, Do they, we have any update on Moose Giallo? Uh, I talked to Moose. I don't know what I can and can't say. He's doing well, though. He's uh, He'll be fine. That's like, what we like to hear. I think people just want to know season. that he is doing well. Yeah, he's That's doing important. well. And he's such a positive guy that he's going to be just fine. So I am I love Moose with, with all of my heart. So um, looking forward to his speedy recovery. Um, but those will be the guys um, that start, I would assume. And then... Um, We'll have uh, DJ Cardinal play a lot. EJ Liddell will play a lot. Zoe, Lonzo Gaffney will play a lot. Obviously, the returning guys will play a lot. Like That first game, will be, especially the exhibition game, will be a lot of Coach Holman trying to figure out what sticks in like a real basketball setting because he's, he's used a million different lineups in practice. But until you get out there, um, which, as I know from experience, it'll be nice for them to, to, bang, to bang heads with some, some other dudes for the first time in a while. Um, but you don't know which lineups works until you get out there in, in the bright lights against another team. What are you most looking forward to as a fan now of this Ohio State team? Something that you maybe couldn't like. It, obviously, as a as a player in October and November, you can't really think about yeah. NCAA tournament. You right. can't think about the Big Ten tournament. Is there anything that long term in the season you're excited about, or maybe you're looking ahead to a game that? As a player, you can't look past the next game. You know, yeah, like, yeah, is there yeah. anything that sticks out on the schedule? I think uh, a handful of games stick out. Um, um, but I'm most excited, just as an overarching thing, I'm excited about the athleticism that this team will have. Um, last year, we didn't have a ton. Year before, like, guys like Jay Sean Tate and Kata. Kata's not a super athlete, but in college, he can just dominate people with his athleticism. Those guys, we have 
tons and tons of guys like that. We can just bring in guys off the bench that are going to be catching lobs and throwing lobs and quick and fast and whatever kind of athleticism you want. Kalabas. Kalabas, Ohio. Yeah, like lobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> um, even Caleb Wesson, he'll be, he'll be dunking. I bet you he dunks 20 times this year. Ohio um, State's Twitter put out a video last year of Caleb Wesson's like baseline jump shot. And when I tell you I almost teared up watching it, it was one of the most beautiful videos <laughs> I've ever seen. He just, like, turned, shot it, went perfectly through the net. Yeah, he's got a feather And touch. I was like, that size of a human yeah. should not be able to do anything with that he's much, like, the, like, finesse and, oh, yeah, and totally. be so, so elegant. He's like a ballerina, yeah, and no, he's, he's huge. He's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, Caleb is another guy I'm excited about. CJ Walker, another guy I'm excited about. We'll get into those guys later. But um, if I'm talking about specific games I'm excited about, these are easy. Um but, I mean, Cincinnati at home, just that's the first real test, see what we're made of. Um, Villanova, uh, which Villanova is higher ranked than us, and we're at home. That's a game you got to win if you want to be, like, considered the real deal. Um, we got to get Jalen Brunson in here for a live stream for that game. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I think it's impossible, but it would be fun. <laughs> That'd be fun. Maybe he could fly us out to Dallas, and we could do a little Villanova high State yeah, live stream. Yeah, I guess. Um, Jalen Brunson is a... Friend of the show, and also friend of Joey's. I like to say he's a friend of mine now, but continue. Uh, I guess the only only other games are obviously just super, super easy to think of. At North Carolina, which, uh, that's such a winnable game. I think North Carolina's got a ton of hype. Obviously, who knows until the ball gets rolled out there and the kids play the game, but... That's I th- why they play the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's right, boom. Um, but... And then the last game is is uh, when we play Kentucky and Vegas, which is another, Kentucky and North Carolina, both teams that have a bunch of young guys with a lot of hype. We have, you know, the advantage with some guys coming back, and, like, no one can guard Caleb Wesson. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that um, those games are – actually, Kentucky probably poses a good matchup against Caleb because they can just rotate in a bunch of seven-footers. Personally, what I, what I think about this team, when I think about this Ohio State team, is, you know, usually it's like – you can, like the team with the best veterans will go the farthest. You know the good mix of vets and young guys. Mm-hmm. And I think if DJ Carton can meet his expectations, totally, this team's going to be very good. Yeah. And if he can exceed his expectations, they're, they're going to be great. You're looking at one of the top 18 teams in the country, which yeah. I think uh, voters of America agree with what I just said, which is why they have him ranked where they do. In yeah, the, they, they, they say, you know the what, no DJ Carden exceeds expectations, that's why we have number 18. I think that's why. No, I think I'm so excited for Ohio State. I I mean, we can get into predictions all I want. Who cares about predictions? Like, no, they're literally, there's no worth to them. Um, but, I mean, I can't, I can't see this team not making the tournament. I, I would, I'm super excited about them competing for a Big Ten championship, regular season and tournament, and I'm excited about them having the opportunity to go to the Sweet 16, which is something that... Um, me and the re- the returning guys who I've been teammates with for years, um, that's been our goal since we stepped on campus. So I'm excited to see them get that goal, hopefully, and uh, and I can live through them. Absolutely. I need to plug in my computer real quick. We'll okay. edit that out. <laughs> do, 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 do. I got, I got an email from FanDuel, and I thought it was uh, your job. Yeah, I didn't apply for a job there. I only applied for a job at DraftKings. <laughs> I don't even know why I did that either. But. All right. And three, three two, two, one. Something I'd like to talk about before we get to our interview 
with Mark Titus. Yeah. The Big Ten has a lot of talent, a lot of good point guards, a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. I think we should discuss. Not I think. We're going to discuss. Yeah, whatever Zolden thinks we do anyway. So. <laughs> we're going to discuss the players that we are most excited to see this season from the Big Ten. And then we're going to go two outside of the Big Ten. We limited ourselves to one Buckeye per, per person. Which is impossible for me. I'm excited about the entire team. If we if we did it without any rules, it would have just been Same. six Buckeyes. Yeah, six Buckeyes. Yeah, and probably some overlap. But, you know, should we rotate? How should we do this? Yeah, you go one, I go one. Okay, so one of the guys I'm most excited for, no gel Eastern, guard, Purdue. I think he's the best defender in, in the... Definitely the best, in my opinion, the best defender in the conference. I think you can make the argument for best defender in the country. Yeah. He is locked down. You're looking at your best guard being locked down by him every single game. He can even guard some bigger guys, yeah. too. I mean, he's six, like 6'6 six, six or something with a with long, long arms and he, super athletic and a, played in my conference in high school, and I hosted him on his recruiting visit to Ohio State, and um, he beat me in the in the conference championship when I was a senior in high school and he was a sophomore. Um, and he could shoot then, um, and he couldn't shoot last year, but now he could shoot again. That's so. a, one of the reason. One of the things I'm most excited for with him is to see if he makes that next step with his offensive game. I think so. I mean, he se- he seems like he's an NBA guy. Too, I was just right? gonna say, I think he's an NBA player if he can add just more to his offensive yeah, game. Just some offensive game, totally. The yeah. NBA has become more random too. Random guys are starting to succeed. Like yeah, Kendrick Nunn right now in the Heat. That's not random. That's pretty. He was random. one of the best scores in the Big Ten. Yeah, but he but he was pretty small and for a while. They were say, coming out of high school. There was so much hype, and then he kind of yeah because he the other was way. forced to transfer because he committed some bad things in Illinois. Well, so there you not, go. So that's, that's not his fault. Well, there you go. Well, that's <laughs> well, that's kind of coming out of nowhere, but it is coming out of nowhere, but. For, I would say, less people out of Chicago see it as coming out of nowhere. Yeah. But, yeah, that's Nogel Eastern. Nogel Eastern is one of my three. Good pick. Okay. And Kendrick Dunn on the Heat. Okay, my first pick, which I alluded to um, before, is uh, CJ Walker. Um, I've been on a couple of podcasts recently where people ask me, like, who I'm excited about on Ohio State the most. They want me to say DJ Carton or Caleb Wesson or... Um, even Andre Wesson. And yeah, I am super, super excited for those guys. But without a doubt, I'm most excited for CJ Walker. So CJ, what he'll bring to the table is he's not going to score 20 points a game, um, but he's going to manage the team. He's the leader. He's the point guard. He's a bulldog. He's a winner. He's a competitor. Just everything you want in a basketball player, especially what Coach Holman wants in a basketball player, that's what CJ brings to the table. I'm excited because he's been sitting out like he said he hasn't played a basketball game in like 580 days. Like that is such a long time, which honestly I kind of did the same thing like every single offseason. But True. Um, yeah, I, CJ, is he was my scout team uh, point guard um, last year and just a n- super, super nice guy. He just had a little baby girl, so he's got a lot to play for. And um, I'm just, I mean, I'm just so excited for him to get on the court. I, he's going to be one of the best players, if not um, the best, I mean, He's not going to be the best point guard in the Big Ten because Cassius Winston's incredible, but the better he is, the better Ohio State will be, which sounds dumb to say that, but Ohio State will go as he goes. Caleb, you know what Caleb's going to give you, but if C.J. Walker can be awesome, which I think he will be, it takes Ohio State to a whole other level. So my Buckeye, that I, my Buckeye that I picked is actually his backup, presumably, to or start the season. they could start together. Or they could start yeah, together. Yeah, they could play together. So I wanted to say Wesson. I think Wesson... Could we be know the most dominant awesome player in the country this year. Yeah. So I just didn't think we really. That's such an easy answer. Well, not yeah. really thinking outside the box. So I said DJ Carton. I'm very excited for. <laughs> um, as I alluded to earlier, 
If he exceeds his expectations, this team's going to be absolutely incredible. If he meets his expectations, they're going to be really, really good. I want to see if he can do that. I think he can. Everything I've seen on him is that he's just an incredible athlete, incredible passer, incredible playmaker, incredible scorer, and I'm ready to see it in an Ohio State jersey in a real game. He is... DJ is the most athletic player I've ever seen in person. And that's, I mean, wow. is that really saying a lot from a, from a six-foot white guy from Deerfield, Illinois? Probably well, you've not. You've seen a lot of people. You've been around the block. I know. I've been around the block like twice now. But um, DJ, his quick twitch, fast twitch muscle, whatever that is, Musa was telling me this too because Musa is a, like an exercise science major, so he, he knows all that stuff. And he was like, dude, he is the most athletic person I've ever seen. I was like, okay, Moose, great. And then end of practice comes, and I'm talking to guys, and he goes, hold on one sec. Throws the ball off the backboard and goes between the legs and dunks it. And I was, and this, and they just did a three-hour practice. He's going to have some dunks that absolutely tear They're gonna make you go the like, house down. Tear the house down. Like the emoji, the eyeball emoji? He's going to, like the, this emoji? He's going to posterize the shit out of someone. Yeah. He is going to make he, a fathead. When, when he's he, going to turn someone into a fathead. End of, his, end of his sophomore year of high school. He comes on a, on a recruiting visit to Ohio State, unofficial visit, plays open gym with us. He tried to dunk the ball every single time he touched it. It was incredible. He did dunk a lot, but not on a ton of people. No, I was on his team. They, I was hosting him. They always put me on the team with the recruits because I don't shoot a lot. Them every time. Yeah, I don't shoot a lot. When I do shoot, I, sc- I make it. We win an open gym and stuff, and I'm a positive, good teammate. So. But, and I was hosting him, so it was fun. I threw him a backdoor pass, actually, and uh, separated my shoulder and tore, tore my labrum. How's it feeling now? It's good. No, I didn't miss. I, I missed like three weeks of that. Uh, it was like the spring, so like we were about to go home anyway. So I just missed the rest. It was nothing, but uh, I'm good now. I mean, you. Just, I mean, you still got the stroke. Yeah, still wet, which I haven't even shot in like six months. So yeah. we're gonna do a shooting video soon to show people you still got it. Ooh, I like that idea. Uh, so those are two of mine. Okay. Two of my three. No gel. DJ Carton. Who you got number two? My next pick, Jordan Bohannon from Iowa. Um, he had hip surgery over the summer. Drive and, the boat. And people. Thought that um, he wasn't like Fran McCaffrey came out and said like Hey like yeah, we're we're operating as if Bohannon's not going to play this year he'll re- medical redshirt and play his fifth year next year um, and that was kind of sad because me and Jordan have became kind of close buddies because you future guest probably honestly but he you know like when you're playing Big Ten basketball like you um, you you play against these guys so much you become friends like obviously on the court everyone's enemies but you could become friends and then. Bohannon and, and we were two of the guys that started playing Fortnite like first. So then we would play Fortnite together. We tried to start a podcast actually. We recorded an episode and it got deleted because I didn't know what the shit I was doing. So, um, uh, so that yeah, there's a little, yeah, a little inside story. Yeah, I, I need this guy. But um, yeah, Jordan. I mean, the dude is so much fun to watch. He he play. He, I always joke that he is the scholarship version of me because even though I was on scholarship. He is like an inch taller than me, shoots from like half court, has the ultimate green light. He plays like I played in AAU. Like it's, it's really like, it's, it's really, he's really, really fun to watch. And I'm just excited for him because he's defying the odds and he's going to be healthy to start the season. At least that's what it seems like. And we're wishing him the best for this. Oh season. my God. We're just wishing we want him, him to have 28 good games this year and two and games against Ohio State. We might State. only play them once. One and a game against yeah. Ohio State. We might see him in the tournament. We don't want to play well against Ohio State. Or we want to play well in a and loss. And just lose, yeah. Well in a loss. Yeah, I, I'm rooting the for The Terry McLaurin stat line. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm, Jordan is awesome, awesome dude, so I'm rooting for him. That's another good one for you. My third. Thanks. Ayo Desunmo. Okay. Close. Desunmo? Close. Desunmo? What I, is it? It's like Ayo 
Yeah, you got it. The sumo. sumo. Yeah. Ayo the sumo. Ayo the sumo wrestler. Ayo the sumo. Um, <laughs> it's not often that I have a playing with story about a player in the Big Ten, but I played pickup once with, with Ayo. With me. With Ayo. No, you weren't there. I know, but you played pickup. Oh, I do me. play pickup with yeah. you. But I played pickup with Ayo. When I was like a freshman in high school, and he was like twelve, <laughs> and he was un—he was unbelievable. Then. Of course he was. So I'm very excited to see him. Some people were saying that he could have left after last year to go to the NBA. Sh- I could have left after my freshman year. I, too. I think he could have. I think he could have left and been like whatever uh, second round pick or like a G League. Yeah, player. I'm glad he stayed because you get a you get the legacy and then you can become a lottery pick. Right. I yeah. think he's gonna have an unbelievable year this year. And propel himself into a first-round pick. Yeah. Illinois Good fans player. enjoy Ao because he's gone after this year. It might and be then Io. I think it's Ao. I think it's Io. Enjoy Io Ao, and because by the time this time next year, all you're gonna have is Lovey Smith in his beard. So I think we should talk. Kofi Cockburn. I think we should. T- what a name! <laughs> I think we should talk about the fact that that's the that his nickname should just be STD. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, oh my god, an STD with a putback slam! <laughs> Can you imagine? No, but if we're talking about Illinois, really quickly, um, I think we need to slow the, the the roll a little bit on Illinois because, yeah, they have some great guy, like they have great talent, but that system, I just don't see it working. They just press and deny and play full court defense all game, and they chuck up shots. And I don't know. They they beat us last year, so what do I know? But. I, until they can I don't, prove I don't, it. I'm not saying that they're going to be that good, but I, I think Io 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 is going to be one of the most is going to be one of the most exciting players, not just in the Big Ten to watch, but in the country to watch. Yeah, he's going to be great. Um, Who's your third? Wait, before I get to my third, um, you talked about playing with someone when they were 12 years old in pickup. No gel Eastern. If we're getting back to that, was on my AU team, or at least practiced with my AU team a lot when he was in eighth grade, and I was a junior in high school. I think so. And he was one of the best players there too. So another yeah. another really random connection for me with no gel. I went to a five star basketball camp. You know, some players got invited for free. I paid to go to a five star <laughs> basketball camp. And Zolden's a five nine center. And no gel was my roommate, my like sweet mate. Whoa, yeah, that's hilarious. Should I text him? Do you have his number? Yeah, actually, I'll text him later. I have his number too. Should we Should make a group right chat? <laughs> okay, we'll do. We'll text anyway. them later. Anyway, God my last damn it, Rogers. My last, my last pick. Sorry, my, it's okay. Uh, we're watching the um, Packers Chiefs game live Sunday night, so a little more action for us. Anyway, my last pick is not a super serious pick, but it's my good friend Jack Hoiberg who plays for Michigan State. That's um, Jack is the guy that I will talk about a breaking news. I honorarily, 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 honorarily. Honorarily. Honorably. Honorably. <laughs> sure. I honorably. No, I took the liberty of, of, shoot, how do I want to say this? Of, yo, cut this, the- out. Cut this out. Theoretically, not theoretically. Uh, whatever. What are you I, saying? I passed my torch of the towel gang to Jack Hoiberg, who plays for Michigan State. Um, me and Jack worked out, like, all summer, all the time, past, like, three summers. Um, and he plays for Michigan State. So, I'm, I'm. Passing the torch onto him in the towel gang world, so hopefully he wears a towel on the bench. If he doesn't, then whatever, then he's dead to me. But that's not why I'm excited. It's just a long-winded answer for me to give some love to a Michigan State guy um, because Michigan State is going to be incredible this year. Uh, I know they lost Josh Langford, but they didn't have him last year. 
Um, but they have some exciting young talent coming in, like dudes. That dude who played with Lamelo Ball, Rocket Watts. Um, oh yeah, he's good. Cassius Winston is the best player in the country. He might have been the best player in the country last year. Speaking of Lamelo Ball, future number one pick, future guest of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, Cash Winston's awesome. Xavier Tillman's awesome. Kyle Arns is incredible. I went to his wedding this summer and, and hung out with all the Michigan State guys, and we had a blast. And Justin Arns was there too, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, that was. I'm giving love to Jack Hoiberg, but I'm really giving love to Michigan State. Shout fair, out, shout fair, out, Connor George fair. as well. So and there's Foster Lawyer. So there's our three Big Ten guys. We kind of talk about teams a little bit with that, too. We're going to move out of the Big Ten a little bit. Sure. Two players slash teams that we want to watch outside of the Big Ten. I'll go first for this one. Go ahead. Um, Oregon has a white point guard by the name of Peyton Pritchard. Um, okay. Who doesn't wow you with his athleticism. Okay. Um, obviously, because because his name is Peyton. Yeah, his name's Peyton. Um, but doesn't wow you with his athleticism, but he's just one of those stereotypical guys that you're just like, holy moly, that is a great college basketball player, and Oregon's going to be pretty darn good this year. So, um, actually, another funny story. When I was playing in Vegas, my freshman year going into my sophomore year of high school, um, Peyton Pritchard's team was playing on the other court next to us in the gold bracket. We were both in the gold bracket, not the Brad, which is the highest bracket. Um, and... Uh, and um, Peyton was playing for his dad as like a seventh grader, or would that be the right? Yeah, because he's no, he's a year, a year younger than me, eighth grader, whatever. He wasn't in high school, and he was the best player on the court and the best player I saw in Vegas. And obviously, in Vegas, that's like the highest ranked players in the country all coming together and playing together. So since then, I like followed him on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. So I've seen him like progress from a great high school player where he won four state championships in Oregon to committing to Oklahoma, then decommitting, then committing to Oregon to stay home. And he led them to the Sweet 16 last year and led them to the Pac-12 Tournament Championship. Like, that dude is the engine of Oregon, and they're going to be – they might win the Pac-10, if not – or Pac-12 or whatever it's called now. If not for Pac-2. Arizona. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the Pac-2. All right, I like that. Be that's, that's going out west. Yeah, you like that? Pack. Yeah, throw yeah. some little Pac-12 after dark. I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go down south with my first other team slash player right. to watch. How down south? Pretty south. Okay. The top recruit in the nation – on most sites, James Wiseman, okay, headed to Memphis along with 17 million other that are making top 17 recruits. million dollars each. <laughs> well, we don't want to say anything bad about Memphis. Why? Uh, I like Penny. I don't like him. But James Wiseman, Anthony. Personally, I don't think he's going to be anything special in college. Whoa! I think he's a. They call him the unicorn. I think he'll be like Chris Bosch in the NBA, but I think in college he's going <laughs> to. I think in college he's going to struggle a little bit because they have so much freshman talent. Yeah, you know it's not like they have a lot of experienced players that can. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. And, They're just he's just going to. But just, this is what he, so this is what I'm thinking. He's overwhelming. I would, I would like to see him prove me wrong. I don't yeah. dislike him. You hear I'm that, James Wiseman? Prove me wrong. Prove him wrong. I just don't have a lot of faith. I think he's not going to be like. I think someone like DJ Carton will have a better oh. freshman year than James Wiseman. Well. But I would like why I, mean, I don't want him to be better than Carton, but yeah. I would like to see him kind of prove me wrong and be the best player on a very good team in Memphis. He will be appointment television regardless. The dude yeah. is just an insane talent. I mean, like Memphis has national championship talent, but I don't know if they have. They might not even make the tournament. But I don't know if they're. Gonna, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I don't know if they're gonna make the tournament. But they have national championship talent. Yeah, I agree. Okay, um, my last one. Is going to be a point guard. God, I picked all point guards, but it's fine. that's the most fun to watch in basketball. Um, at Georgetown, not named Mac McClung though. Ooh. James Akinjo. 
This dude, Mac McClung got all the hype because he had a million followers on Instagram and he was like really, really short doing these incredible dunks. He was pretty high class. Oh, I know. He was great. Yeah. But Akinjo was a better player. And he's coming back. And they are really, really good together. And Georgetown is going to take a huge step forward, I think, this year. And Akinjo is just like lightning in a bottle. The dude is so fun to watch. Fair enough. I like that one. My last one, quick and easy. I think Marcus Howard, Marquette, is going to have a Russell Westbrook revenge type year. The Hauser brothers left. They ditched him. They ditched him. I think he is angry. He's one of the top candidates. More or less than 30 shots a game. More. Yeah. He might take 50 shots a game. But I think he's going to have an incredible stats year. I think he's going to have a Trey Young college-esque year. But he won't win the... But he won't win the Nations Because Cassius Winston will win it. Because Cassius Winston... Because they'll be a better team. Yeah. But I think... But he could get the Westbrook nod if he just has, like, insane stats. And they make the tournament, and he's clearly the best player. Best player in the conference. I think he's going to have a very, very exciting year. Do you like Russell Westbrook? I, f- I flip back and forth with him. I don't. I'm not a huge fan. I, I, did I, not, I didn't like him when he had Durant, and then I loved him when he went crazy that one year. Yeah. But now I'm kind of back to, like, there's other point guards and other players in the NBA that I like better. Yeah, I I respect him. He's incredible. But I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. The way he plays, I don't know. He, I, he plays with so much heart, and it's hard to say I don't like the way he plays. Just, I don't know. I think it's time to get to our interview with Titus. Yeah. We talk about just, just about everything with Titus. Anything you can think of, we talk about with him. From the Cubs to Ohio State basketball to the to the rest of college basketball. To his thoughts on Coach K. Yeah, to, yeah, I mean, like, we got into a lot of stuff with Coach K. I hope Coach K doesn't listen to this podcast. Me neither. But we would love to have him as a guest. Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up. And drive, and the, drive lane. the lane. Titus. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounded like you just passed out and threw the phone down. You want me to introduce you? No, no we got it. We got it. All right. All right. We now welcome on to the Drive the Lane podcast. Free agent in the podcasting world. Free agent shooting guard. The man, the myth, the legend, Mark Titus. Welcome on to the show, my man. Uh, it's, it's fantastic to be on the show, Joey. Uh, is this, uh, I'm, I'm worried about you, though. i got to be honest with you. You graduated. You're starting a podcast. Like, what was your degree in? Um, how do your parents feel about this? Because, like, every time I ask you what you're up to, what, do you, what job you're doing, where are you living, all I ever get is, like, you're, you're doing a podcast and you're waving the towel still. And it's like, <laughs> I, should I be worried about you? Like, do you, or do you, have, do you have some source of income? Uh. Um <laughs> do we have this figured out? Do we have the Do we have the postgraduate life figured out yet, or is that the whole point? We're just starting a podcast. We're taking. It feels like you're just taking the Joe Rogan advice. Just like start a podcast. That's what Joe Rogan tells everybody. Just start yeah. a podcast. Figure it out later. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, ever, if you ever give me a chance to answer, I'll answer that question. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, basically, my degree was uh, in podcasting from the Fisher School of Business mm. at Ohio State. Um, okay. And I just, you know, it's a seamless transition into having my own podcast and stuff. But uh, in all seriousness, I am looking for a job proactively, but I t- made it a point to take some time out um, after a summer internship I had to hang out and be with, be with the fam and be with friends that I hadn't hung out with or seen over the four years. Because you know how hard it is to be a student athlete, be a basketball player. Of course. So, so yeah. So, 
listen, I'm not job shaming you either. Like as you said, I am currently unemployed myself. No, yeah, we're um, we're both I, unemployed, so Yeah, it's great. So like everyone everyone looks at us as like lovable walk ons at Ohio State. It's like, man, I'm so jealous of those guys. They had so much fun, all that. It's like, folks, this is the this is the side they don't show you, is that Neither one of us have jobs right now. You know, like that, that comes with the territory. So yeah, it's, uh, exactly. <laughs> it's all glamorous. It's all glamorous until we think podcasting is a side gig, and we're like, "Oh shit, uh, this might yeah. this might be what we're stuck with." Yes, Titus. You know, you got a little more experience than Joey and myself do, so your job hunting may be a little easier. What's next for you? Any leads? Any news on oh, that front? Um, no, honestly, this has been the most fun time of my life, not not working, because one, I'm not working, that's great, work sucks, um, uh, I, I think Blink-182 had a song about that one time, um, so that's, that part's been great, but the other part is, like, I feel the love so much, like, I, I was never, as we know, like, a highly touted recruit coming out of high school, I wasn't even, I don't even think I qualify as a recruit coming out of high school, um, <laughs> I was the just a guy, yeah. Right, so like I never got to experience this uh, this thing. Even if I was a highly tied recruit, I was too old for the internet to. Uh, um, basically, you have a bunch of strangers in your mentions, just saying like, "Please, please join this team or go to this media company or whatever." Um, I have I have been loving that. I love the attention. I love that. Like right now, I could tweet like I could just tweet right now like announcement coming Friday and like get people to a frenzy. And they're like, "Oh shit, is it happening?" Um, it's been great. I'm getting I'm getting wine and dine. I'm getting flown across the country for meetings. People want to meet with me. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to get a job. Like honestly, I think I'm, I'm going to make this my job. It's like being a free agent. I'm going to be a permanent free agent that just gets wine and dine and gets my ass kissed because people want to hire me. Mark Titus, professional free agent. Yeah, exactly. It's a great gig. I love it. Friday night. It. Friday night. You should tweet huge news coming Monday. And then Monday yeah. at 8 a.m. be like, I'm on today's episode of the Drive the Way. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That could be good. Yeah, we'll do that. Or I, th- I thought you were going to say just like perpetually keep announcing the next announcement. Be like, the announcement coming Monday. And then Monday's announcement is like, my next announcement will be Wednesday. Yeah, there is. Just keep doing that over. But uh, in all seriousness, man, like I, I'm getting close. Like I feel like I feel like we're on the five-yard line. I got a few... Uh, um, I'm lucky enough to, to the problem with me not working is not that I can't find anybody to hire me. It's that I'm, I'm trying to figure through like my options and, and what, what, what like company I go to is going to piss the, the, the fewest number of people off and there you while go. also making me the most money and like doing all those calculations. And <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much where I'm at. It's like, I'm still, I got my agent on the phone, like figuring it all out. We're just trying to figure out how all the puzzle pieces are going to fit together. So hopefully in the next week or so, I'll have to figure it out. That sounds good. I might have to talk to your agent because my agent isn't doing so well right now. I'm doing a good job. What are you talking about? <laughs> I did see you narrowed it down to a, a top 16. Do you want to want 16? We're looking good. You want to you yeah. want to cut it to eight on the show? Uh, well, I don't know if you noticed, but my top 16 had like 30 something media <laughs> companies on it. Um, and it had teams. <laughs> listen. Infowars is a dark horse. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think I just want to say that. I'm, I'm Don't not sleep on Infowars. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not tipping my hand here, but um, I let's just put it this way: people, I, I've been liking a lot of tweets from people that are like, "Go to Infowars." I'm, I'm in there like <laughs> liking the tweets. I would love to see a, a mock-up of me like wearing the Infowars jersey. 
um, you know, whatever it is these recruits do, where they're just like, like I, I think that's what I should do is like tweet a picture of myself wearing some sort of infowars, and then say not committed. Yeah, just put hashtag not committed, but also put the eye emoji. Be like, I don't know, what do you think, guys? Yeah, exactly. My favorite part about hosting recruits would be two things. One thing that you already kind of talked about when, like, I would, I, you know, I'd have their number, I'd be friends with them on Snapchat or whatever. They're supposed to commit on Thursday and they post on Wednesday night. They're like, commitment's being postponed. And then I got to text the coaches like, hey, the commitment's being postponed. <laughs> and, and that was great. But then it was also great when they would send out, like, hey, how do I look in this jersey? Not committed. <laughs> like, no shit, you're not committed. You're on campus right now. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, I also like how you're just bragging and stunning on me that you got to host recruits. Yeah. I will, uh, well, I will say the coach that we shared in common did not let me host recruits. So, yeah, so if that makes you yeah. feel better. I ho- I did yeah. host one, actually. I hosted one in two years. I, had, I asked Coach Mata one time, why can't I? I was like, Coach, I noticed that every other guy on this team gets to host recruits, but except me. Even let, he, let, uh, he even let Danny Peters host recruits because Danny wanted to be a coach. So he kind of like, he, he, he's like, yeah, you know, Danny knows what to do. He knows the ropes. I'll let Danny host the guy. So I was the only guy that never got to host anybody. And I asked him one time and he said, yeah, that's because we want these guys to come here. <laughs> <laughs> you would have showed him a good time. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely would have. You might not have, they, they might have been walking away with an arrest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They might not have came back to the shop the next day, but they would have had a good time. Yeah, they would have been in handcuffs or in a coffin or something. I don't know, but we would have had a lot of fun. It would have been a great <laughs> time. So one of the one of the goals for this podcast for tonight, uh, for this episode, for us is to let you kind of show off your talent a little bit and what you okay. can bring to the table. So the preseason college basketball AP poll is out. Thoughts on it? Let's hear it. Is it well, okay. So I tweeted this. Ohio State. We're coming at 18. Um, I think that's perfect for us. I think uh, you know. If, if, if there's anything Holt loves, it's thinking his team is garbage in, in October. Um, so this, this works out well because, like, we, we all know that Ohio State's better than 18. No we're, we're going to be one of the best teams in the country. Um, I'm very excited for this team this year. I'm very excited for, for DJ Carden. Uh, I, I just I don't know if he's even going to start. It doesn't matter. I'm just excited to, to watch him play. Um, so I want to start there, like, on the one hand, we, we're better than the 18th best team, but on the other hand, I really, really like this. I, I, as I said, uh, UConn in 2014 was ranked 18th to start the season. Whoa. Um, I, I'm a guy that loves uh, finding these like meaningless connections between things, these parallels that you can point to. And, uh, yeah, I tweeted this. that the, If you go back to the, the last six national champions – more national champions have been preseason number 18 than number one, number two, or number three combined. So, I don't know. You do the math for me. That's what I learned from the AP poll, is that the Buckeyes have a better shot than Michigan State or uh, Kentucky or Kansas to win the title. Yeah, that's, I'm, that's, yeah. I'm good with uh, guaranteeing a Buckeye national championship if you are. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, I mean, the AP poll, like, Joe, you know this, it's... it's it's cool. It's fun. It's like it, it, the only reason it exists, and I think like voters were rising up to this. The only reason it exists is to get people excited for the start of the season. Totally. Um, the preseason poll, I mean, uh, and, I, and and it's hilarious that the voters put the top four teams as the four teams that are going to be playing in the the Champions Classic. Like, I don't think that's a coincidence. I Not think this is why we're always trending. Because uh, as a sport, the whole point of the Champions Classic is like just to grab everyone's attention. Um, and, and what better way to do it than one versus two and three versus four? Are those the four best teams in the country? Of course not. But it doesn't matter. 
the, the, the people that don't follow college basketball don't know that, so they're going to be tuned in. And uh, yeah, it's got to be the, it's gotta be the names at the top anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Titus, I got a I got a name for you to watch out for. All right, okay, hit me with it. Ronnie Suggs on SIU. Okay. He, he went. He was at Mizzou last year. He worked up from a walk-on to a scholarship. Andrew went to Mizzou. I went to Mizzou. <laughs> That's why he right. this guy. His best oh game. His best game was 17 points against Kentucky. Okay. Okay. And then he grad transferred to SIU. Watch out for him. He's my player to watch this year. Okay. He played for Mizzou last year. You said yes. All right, that's why I didn't know about him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, he's a Saluki now. We've been in the news. The border war is back. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Missouri versus, yeah, Kansas is is Ohio State versus Michigan football. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like... Like my God, it's 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 hilarious to me to watch as an outsider. But no, I would love for Missouri to be good again. I would love for um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's it's tough. Like like I I have a couple friends out here in uh um, in LA, but just in the journalism world at large. I don't know if you guys heard, Missouri has a good journalism school. Um, and I've, so I've told Joey a couple here. times. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they talk about it ever. The, the people that went to the journalism school. Uh, but so I have a couple friends that are Mizzou people, and I guess I didn't realize how tortured of a fan base, uh, just basically football too, like just all of Missouri sports is, um, until I met some people that went to Mizzou. And, uh, <laughs> so I'm, re- I'm always rooting for the underdog. I'm always rooting for the, the, the except for Michigan football, screw them. <laughs> but I'm always rooting for the, 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 the downtrodden to, to – get their revenge or, or get back. And how about Kansas? You know, Kansas is, is Kansas even going to have a program next year? With, yeah. That's, that brings us to our next work. question. Let's talk a yeah. little about the, about the Snoop Dogg little incident. Mm. Was that the dream come this, true for you to see? This is the best. Uh, this, but you know, I, I love the, the, the stance that kind of the, the prevailing thought that came out of that seemed to be like, you book Snoop Dogg. What did you expect? And <laughs> I think that was my thought through it all. I was, I was really disappointed that Kansas apologized, if I'm being honest, uh, because their attitude towards this whole FBI thing was like, screw the system, you can't prove it. They're just basically doing the Trump thing, and they're just yelling fake news, you can't prove it. And I respect the hell out of that, because it's funny, because like, you know, listen, I don't I don't get involved with the, the political, I'm, no, no one cares what I think politically, so, but like, the politics stuff... There's like real stakes. There's like actual. It actually affects people's lives. College basketball. Who gives a shit about it? We're being honest. It's just like a fun game that kids play. So I love the idea of Kansas just coming out and being like, "You can't prove it. We didn't do anything. Prove it." And Bill Self does the uh, promo video where he's wearing chains and uh, he, big he ass a shirt. shirt up. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude, I love the whole thing. So like that was what I thought the whole attitude was going to be. It was like Bill Self. I mean, even even Bill Self's statement that he put out was pretty like. It was kind of an FU to the NCAA. It was like he just—he should have just Xeroxed his middle finger and put it on the copy machine, and then just like submitted that as his official statement. That's what it kind of felt like. The bad boys so of college loved, basketball. <laughs> I love this whole attitude. It was like they're going to win the national championship and then just give double middle fingers. And I thought that's what the whole attitude was going into the season. And then they apologized for the Snoop Dogg thing, and I was like, No, that's not what we want from you. We want you to come out and be like, Pick a side. Yeah, exactly. So that was my that was my only disappointment. But otherwise, I love the thing. And listen, as someone who shot the money guns, I've shot those money guns on television before, working the three on three thing. Like 
Of course you're shooting. Like, if anyone who's criticizing, like, Snoop Dogg having strippers and shooting money guns and all that kind of stuff, like, get one of those money guns in your hand and shoot it. Like, yeah, try not to shoot it when it's in your hand. Yeah, it's the most fun thing ever. So, yeah. More power to <laughs> So when all that Bagman stuff really got big, which was similar time to the three on three tournament, that was when Migos dropped the song, the you get the bag and fumble it, I get the bag. Yeah, and, and that right. changed my friends and I's life in terms of talking about college basketball. How big of an impact did that song have on you? Oh, it's been great. We, it could not have been better timing because I, uh, when we started our podcast, we decided to just kind of make a lot of jokes about coaches cheating. And that sort of became our shtick. And like you said, like the rap culture, getting the bag and, and securing the bag and all that kind of stuff <laughs> became became part of the vernacular uh, and, where people are using the bag. So to the point that like you get these you get these white people that have never heard rap music that like will see their favorite NBA player tweet something like secure the bag or something. And, and they're then, like, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and then people will send me those tweets and they're like, yo man, I think I think Donovan Mitchell listens to your podcast. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think Donovan Mitchell listens to rap music. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, but it was, good, it was good for our brand because we had all these, these corny white people that listen to our podcast that had no idea what that secure the bag and all that kind of stuff is like a... Uh, a, a saying um, they, they thought like we invented that so that was pretty cool that was a great time and then, and then the FBI thing hits and it's like oh my god this, this could not have worked any better in our favor so uh, we were very lucky at the time with all that which is why we I guess I don't know we we, we just cancelled the podcast very smart of us to, to <laughs> and, and on a, and on a high note right as everyone's about to get screwed by the FBI you're jumping out of the bag business right right <laughs> um, but if we're talking about corny white dudes and coaches that cheat. Um, I guess we should talk about Duke a little bit. Um, what, <laughs> great segue. That's a great segue, right? Um, can, let's, let's talk a little bit about Coach K. Give me some. Give, right. me, give me something about him. Fellow Chicago guy. Does that matter to you? Not Is at that, all. Not at all. Okay. Well, I mean, what do you want me to give you about him? Like the I, guy I, is, I, uh, I need why does he recruit such fat recruits? That's something that I've been wondering. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay, so, like, why is, that, oh, yeah, um, well, yeah, that's another segue to another question. Coach Tay's a man of integrity, and he's been coming under fire recently for, um, I don't know, basically getting every top recruit that ever exists, um, and there are people out there that say the man cheats, and I just want to say, uh, if, 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 if having a recruit's family move across the country into the nicest neighborhood during North Carolina... And mysteriously living in a house that's three times more expensive than their budget, than the house they move from. Uh, if that's cheating, then you know what? Guilty as charged. I guess you could say it's cheating. But where I'm from, that's just called good old fashioned recruiting. And uh, I think I think the man is, is <laughs> being wrongfully accused of some things. I, in all honesty, the brazenness of, of just getting the top three recruits last year in the midst of like you have all these reports of wiretaps and, and, and all these guys are going down and you have the guy, the, the head of the FBI or whatever his, whatever his title was, he's got these flow charts doing a press conference and he's pointing <laughs> at the camera and he's like, he's like, we have your playbook. We're coming for all of you. If you've ever paid anybody anything, if you're a college coach that's ever spent a dime on anything, we're coming for you. We're, you're, we're throwing your ass in prison. And Coach K is like, really? Well, I'm going to get the top three recruits in the country, so suck my ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely love the, uh, the, the brazen, just how brazen he was about it all. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, the, that, the man's a legend for a reason. So, uh, But is he paying guys? No, no, of course not. They're, of course not. Why, why would he do such a He's a man of integrity. I was... He's a, if we're talking Coach K, there was a... There was a part of me that was super naive, and I thought because I grew up as a kid that I mean I'm a white white guy guard like I was like Duke is. Are a, you a white guy? That's I'm a white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always have been, always will be. Um, but I grew up like kind of liking Duke because some of the guys like had similar games to me. And then when I got to school, I'm like, no way they cheat. Like people just want to go play for the brotherhood, and they and Coach right. K is the best coach of all time. Like, and then I graduated, and I'm like. Holy shit, these guys are cheating motherfuckers. There's no doubt yeah. about it. And I, I think that's the thing that rubs people the wrong way is not necessarily that they cheat because, like, who, who, I mean, there's a, listen, if we're going to crucify college basketball coaches for cheating, that's a, that's a long line. We're going to be exhausted by the time we get done doing that. Uh, but it's, it's this, this uh, brand, as you said, the brotherhood brand. The Coach K is like this, this leader, this molder of young boys into men and, and leader of men and, um, and a man of integrity and like Bob Knight disciple and Bob Knight never cheated wouldn't stand for it neither would Coach K and like this 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 whole persona about who Coach K is is like it's so hilarious because it's, it's all it's all bullshit yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> it's crazy also on top of it like like if you talk to a guy who like played for the guy like they love him because of course why wouldn't you love the guy like he first of all he, he's giving you a ton of money <laughs> yeah yeah you pay for your parents mortgage <laughs> Secondly, you want a ton you, you want a ton of games he launches your NBA career all that kind of stuff I'm not saying like the guy is not at a net positive on the sport but um I think he also has this uh uh Maybe, maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I always kind of was under the impression that Coach K was sort of like Bob Knight without the yelling, without the uh, without the temper. And Coach K has a temper. I think this is something that like is also lost and somehow was like hidden from the media. Like Coach K will motherfuck guys and is not afraid to. And, right. and we'll we'll say some just like I don't know. Um, and that, that's always fascinating to me too because uh, I don't understand how he has this. I mean, he doesn't have a perception of being like a Roy Williams. Oh shucks, dad gummit type guy. But like, I, th- I think if people, I think if you got like an unfiltered like like what the Duke documentary from last summer where they got behind the scenes of her filming practice and all that, I think if you saw like the raw footage from there, like the the un- the footage that Coach Case squashed and said that should never see the light of day. I think if you showed that to the public, there would be a lot of people that are like, holy shit, I can did you, not know this guy was like this. Can you imagine Coach K sitting in front of a gigantic, like, Apple computer screen with his reading glasses on saying, no, gotta, gotta cut that, no. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> do, do you ever worry that with all the stuff you're saying or have said about coaches and Coach K that you might wake up dead or murdered one morning? <laughs> <laughs> the, the one guy... I'm not scared of Coach K. Um, You're scared of Coach Cal, though. I guarantee it. Cal, a little bit. Yeah. Cal, Cal, because Cal's family has come at me. Like Brad, Brad was, <laughs> Brad was not happy with me. Um, hey, and let's not talk and, about him. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about it because it's going to get back to him that I even mentioned his name. Please, please bleep his name. That I just said uh, Cal a little bit, but the one guy that actually does terrify me is Rick Pitino oh, yeah. because. I say I am not afraid to say anything about the guy, which doesn't make I don't I don't mean to say that like I'm a badass. I just mean like I think Rick Pitino is the funniest figure college basketball has ever seen, and I think I I can't help myself but to make a ton of jokes about him. And I also would not be surprised if Rick Pitino knows people that 
can make things go away for him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that would be the one thing I'd be scared because, like, I, I make jokes about everybody. I make jokes about every coach, every, even the guys I love, especially the guys I love, honestly. Like, I seem to make more jokes about people I like than I don't. Um, but Patino's the one guy that, like, I pull no punches with because it's just the funniest. His whole career arc is, like, hysterical. Um, everything he says is hysterical. And, and, and for that reason, that paired with the fact that, like, uh, yeah, he looks like a man who's connected. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that that would that would be it. Like, if if, if if the headline was like Mark Titus was murdered by a college basketball figure, or, or by someone with connections to a college basketball figure, you know, it was Patino. It was I, definitely Patino. I'm I'm almost a hundred percent certain that there's a room somewhere in the country that has that huge screen, like at the end of Dark Knight, that uh, Batman looks at. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just sitting in a room is. Saban, Urban, Belichick, Patino, Coach K, and Cal, and they just have eyes on everything and everyone. <laughs> and if you say if you say anything, you're dead. Yeah, that's uh. We yeah, love Urban I, though. I think I think one of the things um I think one of the things that'll save me from Patino is that again if you were if you were to make a a, a list of people that are making a ton of Patino jokes and really going at this man. Um, and, and if he was if he was to set out to ruin the lives and or in the lives of everyone that's ever made fun of him, uh, he he would be very busy. He would not have time to do anything else. Because He'd be super are, busy, and you, I'm yeah. afraid, would not be high on the list. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I would not be high, that high on the list. So I think that's the one thing that would save me. So uh, I, I think I might be okay. Yeah, it's safe, <laughs> it's safe to say that <laughs> that you are safe. It's safe to say I'm safe. I like that. So, I want to I swing <laughs> hey, back. Thanks. This is a very big going back to what we were talking about. <laughs> who's the uh, Who's the dark horse for player of the year in college basketball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're talking about Patino, who is kind of like Coach K, and Zion played uh, for Coach K. So, going back to the player of the year, who's this year's yeah, player okay. of the year? Yeah, okay. All right, great segue. Thank uh, you. I'm a pro. My, my dark horse player of the year is Nico Mannion. I am the president of Nico Nation. Uh, if you don't know who Nico Mannion is, educate yourself. He is a 6'3 point guard from Arizona who um, is, as I believe, I, I don't think this is a problematic word yet, ginger. Um, no, you're good. He's Italian, yeah, ginger have, doesn't even count really. I have friends, I have many friends who are ginger. I actually do, by the way. Like I, I was saying that as a joke. but I, I had two roommates who were gingers. Two of my best friends in the world are gingers, and it's uh, it's hilarious to. I love. I, part of, I think part of why I became friends with them is because I know I can go anywhere and don't have sunscreen, and I don't ever have to buy sunscreen. <laughs> so like, anytime we go fishing together, I know I don't have to pack sunscreen. It's great because I know they'll have like SPF. My, my my one buddy's named Keller. I'd call it SPF Keller because it's like putting paint on. And um, anyway, as a segue. Uh, so Nico Mannion, I, I the guy like I, I fell in love with him because he just looked um, let's be honest, there aren't a lot of redheaded Italians other than Dante DiVincenzo who like are great at basketball, right? So like the idea that this guy was a highly touted recruit, I thought it was just kinda of funny that he looked like he did and, and um, he reclassified was, up. Yeah, and I was, I was playing into that and then I watched him play. Sorry. I, I started like paying attention. And I really fell in love because this dude can go. He is so, so good. Um, I don't actually think he's going to win player of the year, but, like, I am 100% rooting for him. And, and I, believe it or not, 
Maybe maybe I won't after I say this publicly, but uh, I have a vote for the Wind Award. Whoa! I I am on the uh, the advisory board for the Wind Award. Like I get I get say in this. I don't How? Know. Why? What? How? It's probably me and like four thousand other people. So like my vote is diluted. No, but, but your vote in ma- the fact that they should have more people like you on the panel because everyone else is probably just old old yeah. idiots. Old yeah, parts. Right. Sorry, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I agree. Everybody that does not share my opinion is an idiot. I, I agree with that, Joe. All right, all right, okay, um, okay, okay. We're on the same page. I'm going to be the guy, though, like, even if there's 4,000 people and my vote's diluted, I'm going to I'm gonna be the one guy that ruins the unanimous vote. Like, Cassius Winston, like, averages a triple-double. Michigan State goes undefeated. And I'm still voting for Nico Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> good. Die on the sword. Like, Die on the sword. <laughs> 3,999 first place votes to Cassius Winston and one to Nico Mannion. You were, who finishes like 12th overall in the player of the year running. You were one year, you're, were you, you weren't on the panel or whatever last year, were you? Uh, last year, I actually, I think I did get a vote last year, but it was like not as fun because it was Zion from pretty much the opening tip of the Duke. And yeah, but how like, funny would it have been if you voted for me? Oh, yeah, that would have been funny. I should have done that, yeah. Yeah, Whoops. yeah, shoot. yeah, dick. Shoot, crap. <laughs> shoot, dad gummit. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, so similar to what you were just talking about, Do you have any? <laughs> the segues are just on fire. Yeah, you're, you're really setting us up. <laughs> Do you have any players who you've stuck with that may have ended up sucking, but you still think there's a chance they'll be good, either now in the NBA or as a junior, senior uh, in college? Uh... Jaquan Lyle, does he count Joey? Absolutely. I talk about being on the hype train about him. I have a short list of guys, and Nico Mannion's definitely on it. Jaquan, I'm yeah. so excited for him. Yeah, uh, Jaquan Lyle, uh, I can't quit him because uh, I can't. Basically, I came to one practice when he was at Iowa State when he was a freshman, and I was like, this kid is unbelievable. He's so good. And he was good. Like, he's one of the most talented guys. He was incredible. He's honestly one of the most talented guys that Dad Mott has ever brought into Iowa State. Without a doubt. Uh, um, unfortunately, there's more that goes into it than just being talented. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Unfortunately for us. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I, I, Joe, you know more than I do, so I won't speak out of school here. Yeah. But, um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm rooting for the guy in the sense that I don't know him personally that well, but, uh, I, I, I really loved his game and, um. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I think that it, the wheels kind of fell off for him, and obviously he's in New Mexico uh, now and, and trying to resurrect his career and all that. And I don't know how good he's actually going to be, but like, if you told me Jaquan Lyle was like averaging a triple-double in New Mexico, I'd be like, yeah, that makes total sense to me. Yeah, I give, so, you, I give you complete permission to root for him. He's a great dude. He had a couple things go wrong, like you said, and I think it's safe to say that those kind of woke him up and made him realize, like, all right, this is kind of my last shot, and uh, – it's time to it's time to make this shit happen. So I'm excited for him. I'm glad that we share an opinion. Um, uh, he's the man. He uh, he was he was always uh, Coach Rich used to call him. Coach Rich was uh, the strength coach with Coach Mata. Coach Rich used to call him the fattest point guard in the country for like two straight years. So I'm sure that weighed on him a little bit because now he looks no like he's in the best intended. shape ever. Yeah, that weighed on him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught it too, Titus. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So yeah, is there, is there anyone else you can think of besides Jaquan? Maybe uh, Daniel Giddens or AJ Harris? Yeah, yeah, that's the whole <laughs> that whole recruiting class, Mickey Mitchell as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. like that uh, for uh, I'm like that for Michael Porter. I know the jury okay, is definitely yeah. still out for him, but I got his jersey. <laughs> but uh, I'm he looking, signed it. I took a picture of him. I'm ready. I was actually there when Porter 
visited and they came to my fraternity house, him and Kevin Knox, which was like the craziest day of, of 20 year old Mai's life. But, <laughs> but my player that will eventually be good is Michael Porter. Michael Porter, Porter, Jr. Michael Porter Jr. Okay. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. I, I here, here's another one for you that uh, uh, a fellow, I think he's a Chicago guy. Yeah, he's definitely a Chicago guy, right? Delilah Okafor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely a Chicago um, guy. He, that kid, when he was at Duke, was... Unstoppable. I'm going to do a lot of, I'm going to do a lot of qualifiers here, but it makes sense in my head, so yeah. I don't think you're, I'm just going to say, he was the greatest low post, <laughs> 18 year old, big man, at post moves, I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. A lot of qualifiers on that one, but uh, like to be, but it's fast. Uh, he was so polished. He, I don't think he was eighteen at Duke. He's probably seventeen. He, he like he gets on the low, like he looked like he was like a Kim Elijah one and Tim Duncan on the low block, like as a seventeen year old. Like he he had his conditioning problems. He had his he, defensive problems. I don't think he necessarily loved basketball. Um, I don't know if he does anymore. Or what, I don't. I think there's a lot of stuff that like went into why he's kind of had some problems since Duke. But my God, like you, you throw the ball to him on the low block, like the things he could do, he could turn and face, and, like put the ball in the deck, spin move, hit a fadeaway, like baby hooks with both hands. It was unbelievable watching that kid play. I was like, man, that is that kid is really, really, really good. And um, I don't know, I, I I don't think I'll ever give up on him. He, he's another one that like. If I was an NBA GM, I would still be offering him way too much money because I'd be like, we can figure him out. I can, my team can be the one that figures it out. Um, you kind of mentioned Jaleel as being uh, a guy that maybe doesn't love basketball. I have a list of, of NBA players who I think don't love basketball. I, I don't yeah. want to name them all because um, just in case they come on the podcast, of course. Mm, right, but, my, right. but, number, but number one on my list, and you tell me what you think, Blake Griffin. Ooh, I disagree. Ooh, interesting. Um, I, like, what do you mean number one on your list? Like, I you think just, he's the. I you think just, he likes basketball the least amount. No, not like that's not what, guy? No, that's not what I mean. I just mean that. I guess it's like guys who play because they're good, yeah, and not because, like, I don't know. The dude is six ten, a freak athlete. He can dunk everything. I would play the sport too, but does he love it? I don't know. <laughs> This is fantastic. <laughs> I love this. Um, I, I, I get where you're coming I from. I do love I Blake Griffin, though. And now he does, like, comedy shows. Like, I don't know. Like, does he love basketball? Well, you can relate to that as someone who played basketball and then switched over to being a public figure. No. <laughs> yeah, but the difference is, I yeah, I love basketball still, but, like, I didn't have a future in it, so it doesn't matter if I love it or not. He had a future, and he could not love it and still be great. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, he, uh, he, um... Does my point have any, like, warrant, though? Like, you get what I'm saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't necessarily agree. I think, I think you're... It's a little bit of a stretch, now that I'm saying it out loud, honestly. <laughs> I think you're confusing Blake Griffin having interest outside of basketball with his disinterest in basketball. Okay, so but then... No, I, so what if I give I you a different name? Wiggins. Okay. Yes, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins oh, is a Andrew better Wiggins. example. I, I'll get behind you with Andrew Wiggins. Okay, Wiggins. that's, that's the other guy on my list. Because, like, Blake, Blake went to since, since Blake got to Detroit, like, isn't he putting up just insane numbers and he's kind of back? And he's that's not, but, that, but, but Titus, that's not, that's not my point. Dude, but hold on. He added, he added a three-point, he, he shoots threes now. And you're not, if, if you hate basketball, you're not getting in the gym and, like, adding to your game. That's, you know you're I mean? right. That's the best counterpoint, 100%. 
like he's adding stuff to his game still. And and yeah, and he, and if you really hated basketball, he would demand a trade from Detroit because like why if you if, if you don't want to play basketball in Detroit, what the hell do you want to do in Detroit? And I feel I feel like yeah, but but Andrew Wiggins, let's talk about Andrew Wiggins. I mean, this is a guy like oh my god, one of the most naturally gifted guys to ever play college basketball. Just the the, the way he moved on a court was like. He was a freak. It was unbelievable. He had the longest arms, um, could jump out of the gym, just had a natural stroke. Like, wasn't the greatest shooter, but, like, you could tell, like, man, he doesn't have a busted jumper. He's going to be great. Like, that dude, all, all the hype around him. I mean, here, here's all you need to know about how good of a recruit Andrew Wiggins was coming into Kansas. Jabari Parker was dubbed, like, the greatest recruit since LeBron. He was, he was dubbed, like, one of the greatest recruits ever, all this – and, and rightfully so, like Jabari coming out of high school, it's easy to kind of scratch your head looking back on it now because he's been hurt a lot and kind of had some problems. But uh, Jabari coming out of high school, also a Chicago guy, he he was was unbelievable, and everyone was like hyping him up as like the best recruit, the best small forward recruit since LeBron, all that kind of stuff. Andrew Wiggins reclassifies into Jabari Parker's class, and in the snap of a finger. The greatest recruit since LeBron is not even the greatest recruit in his own class because Andrew <laughs> Wiggins joins that class. So um, I remember when that happened, and I was just like, "Well, who the hell is this kid? If if he's better than Jabari Parker, who has been anointed as like the next big thing?" And then you watch him, you're like, "My God, he's going to be unbelievable! Like he could be." He, 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 I mean, you're kind of like seeing how good he is now. It's kind of like the worst case scenario. That's what's so frustrating. It's like you knew he was all. He, he still puts up decent numbers in the league, and he's still like decent. It's just every time you watch him, you're like, "How are you not averaging 27 points a game?" I don't understand. Yeah. Like if you cared even a little bit, you'd be right. unstoppable. And he could be the best defender. He could be Kawhi, basically. He could be like a skinnier Kawhi if you really wanted. You to heard be. of your first. <laughs> yeah. But he's not. He's 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 not. Okay, so Andrew, Andrew Wiggins officially jumps in the power rankings to the number one NBA player yeah. who doesn't love basketball. Yeah, right. Titus, yeah. talking about these like players that may or may not, you said Jaleel is the best eighteen-year-old post player. Blah blah. I have a good I have a good theory that you can use for stuff like that. Okay. So I'm not going to name names. I'm just going to use Joey as the substitute. Okay. So why not? When I was in college, there was a person in my fraternity. We'll say his name was Joey. Oh, gee, I'm not even okay. Gonna... <laughs> okay. And he was the worst basketball player ever of of players who would go to the gym and play pickup. So that's not okay, counting like people who shoot granny style when they're shooting or like have right. never shot a layup or anything. So we developed the Joey basketball theory. Okay. Okay. And it can refer to anything like, oh my God, that girl over there is the hottest girl I've ever seen. Joey basketball theory. Because obviously there's girls that are way hotter than her, but they wouldn't count. Because like, you can't put this random girl in the same class as like Kate Upton, Kim Kardashian right. and stuff like that. So you can say Jaleel is the best low post player you've ever seen. Jaleel basketball theory. Because that's not counting Kareem. It's not counting, right. like, dominant players like Shaq. So you, by all means, can say it. You just got to slap the Joey basketball theory in front of it. You can use that, too. Okay. I like that. I like that. I'm wondering, that is so fake, Titus, because there's no way you followed that because I didn't follow it. Yeah, no, I'm just not in the law. I'm just being great. I'll write it down and text yeah, it to you. Yeah, give him a, give him uh, a flow chart. I know, I know, I know, I know the general sentiment. You're, you're. I know what you mean. You're removing all the legends, 
We're just talking about, yeah. We're, uh, He's wait, the best of the worst. Do you think, Joey, do you think, like, there's anybody... Uh, I'm trying to think of a... a like, we should go find people that have never watched anybody ever play basketball, and then you and I play basketball in front of them, and then they can call us the greatest basketball players they've ever seen. Yeah, that would be a fun show. Like, if we traveled to, like, Cambodia and did that. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It sounds like we got a job. Pretty sure they have basketball in Cambodia. Uh, Kevin Bacon made a movie about that. Okay. Okay. It was called Kem Basketball. All right, so we don't want to we don't want to bug you for too much longer, but there's two things we need to hit. Uh, we wanted to say as a collective group, Joey and I, you're welcome for Jalen's phone number to have him on your podcast. Yeah, wait, no, not as a collective. I, Titus, you know this story, but for the listeners, they don't know. I'm eating lunch with Jalen when he's in town right before he goes to training camp or whatever over the summer, and he goes. Do you know this Mark Titus guy that's always tweeting about me? <laughs> and, I said, and I said, yeah, he was a walk in Ohio State. Like, he was me before me or whatever. And he goes, and he goes, so, like, what's his deal? <laughs> and Should I, I kick his ass or what? And yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, dude, like, this is his job. Like, he has a shtick. Like, this is what he does, yada, yada. And I'm like, but... You should go on the podcast because it would be hilarious. Fast forward, we connect, you guys connect, he tweets at you, whatever, whatever. Um, he gets on the podcast. He was such a below average guest, wasn't he? He was he was good. Like he gave us a good he gave us a good sound by saying that Luka Doncic wouldn't start it on his Villanova team, which That's I, true. I really yep. I really needed him to say that. Um, but yeah, I I expected like if we started the interview, I basically was just like Jalen please kill us. Like, we deserve it. We've talked shit about you for a while. The floor is yours. Um, the floor is yours. And he's like, nah, you know, I'm just happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. And yeah, what like, a jerk. Honestly, that's, <laughs> that's meaner than anything you could have said that was actually mean, you know? Um, like, taking the high road, screw you, dude. Like, yeah. who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. yeah, who do you think you are? Because we had him on the podcast, too, and obviously Jalen's one of my closest friends. So we were yeah. we were going back and forth, and he was giving me shit. I'm giving him shit, and then finally we're like, all right, let's get serious. Can you can you tell us some stories oh. about you in Villanova, whatever, whatever? And we asked him um, for a specific story about Dirk, because obviously Dirk's a legend, and, and Jalen right. got to as a rookie experience Dirk's last year, which is pretty darn special. And Jalen said, you know, there was uh, one time where uh, <laughs> Dirk was uh, he was making fun of me, and uh, ah, shoot, I. I forgot, but that's all I got. And we were like, and it was in person. And we were like, dude, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I said to him, so I know, this was my first like big time interview with an NBA player. And I go, I go, dude, that's the worst story I've ever heard ever. Like right in his face. He was like, sorry. He was like, dude, I, so, the moral of the story is it was very funny to have you and Jalen interact and like the beef realization and all that stuff. But he is—he's just like too nice of a guy to to go on these podcasts because he doesn't give you any material. It, it, it is very very frustrating. Um, I wanted him to—I I wanted to just get a fight with him because like the whole point of—I've never had anything against Jalen Brunson. I thought Jalen uh, what gets lost. I, I think he understood this. I hope he understood this. I hope everyone understands this. <laughs> like, I never thought he was bad. I never thought he was. I thought Jalen Brunson in college was a very, was a great player. Not even a very good, as, as Jay Billis likes to do, where he's like, not a good player, a great player. Um, <laughs> to, steal that, 
that was that was Jalen Brown. Like he was great. He was he should have been an All American. He should have been all. But I always he wasn't the best player on Villanova. <laughs> that he was not the best player on his team. I, it wasn't because I didn't like Jalen. It was because Mikael Bridges was so damn good. Yeah. That like I I don't know. I just thought Mikael Bridges was like unbelievable and. Um, and so I thought it was hilarious that Jalen was winning National Player of the Year awards when, in my opinion, he was the second best player on his team. Uh, granted, it was like a Kobe Shaq situation. This and, and everyone interpreted it as me, you know, shitting all over Jalen and saying I think Jalen sucks. It was not the case. I was like, Jalen is a is a Hall of Famer. Jalen's a legend. Jalen is everything. It's just so is Mikael Bridges, and I yeah. think he's slightly better. Um, so I wanted to get into it with him. I wanted to fight with Jalen. I wanted to be like, yo, Mikael is better than you, right? Like, that was proven with the NBA draft. Like, he's like, yeah, he's a great he was, player, and, and I respect yeah, he, him, and, we've been, and we're brothers for life, and Nova, V's yeah. up, man. Go Cats. <laughs> yeah, he was basically like, I agree with everything you just said. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> no, no, that's not what you're supposed to say. That's not what we talked about. <laughs> and then, and then like, I'm, by the end of the interview, I'm flipping my opinion, and I'm like, no, Jalen, you were better than Mikael. He's like, no, I don't think so. I think we're better. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just you like Titus. Like, this is not what we talked about saying. Yeah, it was it was like the the Bugs Bunny Elmer Fudd situation. Where the, yeah, I don't know. That was the first reference that came to mind. You're right. going for that, Joey. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got a couple more questions for you. We got some some real things to talk about at the Ra- end. But rapid we'll let you go fire, start. rapid fire, a couple questions for you. Okay, go. Current NBA Buckeye that will have the biggest impact on their team this year? Mike Conley, no question about it. D'Angelo Russell's uh, the answer a lot of people want to say because Clay's out. Um, but Mike, Mike is Mike. I, I couldn't be more excited. I bought League Pass just to watch Mike Conley play for the Jazz uh, because. He's going to be throwing alley-oops to Rudy Gobert. Like, he might throw 400 alley-oops. Sorry, this is rapid fire. I'm going to, I'm going to shut up. Okay. Like, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, speaking of the teams that you mentioned your allegiances to, I believe you had three, and you're looking for a fourth. Do you have any update on your fourth team? Uh, yeah, so right now it's the Denver Nuggets because uh, oh, I, that's I have... So, no. Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. There's a few things. There's a few things to play. I need a team that's a small market. I can't I can't do a big market team, so sorry. I'm not picking the Bulls. Can't do big no, markets. No, that's okay. I wouldn't expect that. Even though we have one of the best young rosters in basketball. Look out for the smaller markets. I need a guy who played high school basketball in Indiana on the team, and they have that Gary Harris. Um, that's very important to me. I, and, and, like, the other team I have is Sacramento Kings. They have Kyle Guy. Uh, the Jazz have Mike Conley. The Pacers have um, – well, they're the Pacers. They're my hometown team. So, right. there you go. Um, okay. So, I need, I need small market. I need uh, uh, Indiana high school kid. I need um, some sort of, like, out-of-shape white guy that I can point to and be like, that could be me if, like – if you were, if you were six eleven and a great passer and a great shooter, yes. and, and you already got that with the Jazz with Joe Ingles. Yeah, exactly. Joe Ingles fits the bill with the Jazz. Uh, th- that's very important to me to have like a guy you can point to and be like, that could have been me if like two things went different. If the butterfly effect, if a butterfly flapped its wings a little differently that one time, that could be me. Um, <laughs> and you're I, need, I need that guy. And then uh, lastly, I need a college star that I remembered, like a guy that that uh, you know. It, so, like, the Clippers wouldn't count because, like, Kyrie – or not Kyrie, like, Kawhi and Paul George, like, weren't great in college. They they, they were okay. You know, like, Kawhi, Kawhi was relevant in college. They were good, not like, great. Good, not great. Yeah, but, but they weren't, like – they're not – like, you're never going to think about their college basketball careers as, as – it's not like they captivated the country or whatever. It sounds but, like but the, the Kings with Buddy Heald there. The, the Kings – the reason I'm cheering for the Kings is the Kings – the entire Kings roster is – 
basically college stars. It's the, like, it's the best college team ever. Vladi Divac loves college basketball more than I do. It's crazy <laughs> to see who this guy brings in. Like, they've got Kyle Guy, they have Caleb Swanigan, they have Yogi Ferrell, they have De'Aaron Fox, they have uh, Marvin Bagley, Harry Giles. It's like, my God, dude, this guy, all he watches is, is Kansas and Kentucky and, and Carolina and, like, Did they, and Buddy Hill, obviously. Uh, wasn't one yeah. of their drafts, like, Mar- literally Marvin Bagley, Harry Giles, and Frank Mason? Yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, the three best players in college basketball. And they have, like, Willie Cauley-Stein. Is he still on the team? I don't remember. No, he's, um, on, the, uh, he's on the Warriors now. Yeah, they. I, I remember looking at the Jeez. roster one time. And, and basically, like, ele- they had, like, 11 guys that either played at a Blue Blood, were a five-star recruit, or uh, there, there's, like, some... There, there's some... I put some qualifiers on it, but it made sense to me. Where it was, like, every single guy on the team basically was, like, very, very relevant to college basketball fans. And uh, I thought that was hilarious. So anyway, my answer is the Nuggets, because they satisfy all the... Uh, yeah, so the much for rapid made. fire. All right, yeah. my, my last question before we get to talking about your foundation a little bit, because we're such honorable guys, we want to let you talk about your foundation. Um, dream interview guest for you. Oh, boy. Dream interview guest. All right, I had to think about this. Like... I think Coach K would be the first name that comes to mind, but he actually wouldn't be that fun. That's so yeah, that's such um, a soft answer. Good, I'm glad. That, you that, that wouldn't be that. So that like that's the first answer you think of. But it's like nah. After we're talking all this shit about him, <laughs> yeah, you got to put uh, rapid fire answers as your biggest weakness on your resume for all these job interviews. Yeah, by the way, yeah, that is a good point. I'm not, <laughs> rapid fire. Let's get three questions in in eight minutes. <laughs> Dude, podcast is not made for rapid fire. This is the point. I'm good at filling airtime. I'm good. I've got good at like. There's not shit to talk about, and I have to fill 45 minutes plus to do a show today, so let me just bullshit for a while. And, and hey, bullshit is going to bullshit. I'm with you. Um, all right, my answer, rapid fire, Bob Huggins, who I think might come on the show if I get a new show, uh, which, I guess, spoiler alert, I'm going to try to get a new show somewhere. Yeah, but, didn't uh, he, he tweeted at you, right? That he would love to yeah, talk. Yeah, I, I, I told him, I was like, Bob, come on the podcast, and he was like, I... I jokingly, I jokingly said you should come on my podcast, and he was like, "Yes, absolutely, anytime, brother." And I was like, "Shit, I don't have a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> but feel free to co-host. Feel free to co-host an episode, and we'll have Bob Huggins on. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll have Huggins bear on. Uh, yeah, I would say Bob Huggins. I'd also say uh, Tom Crean is up there too because uh, I have a long history with Tom Crean, and he hates me. And uh, I think that'd be a good episode where like people that have followed my career. If I tweeted out like uh, Tom Crane is coming, if I tweeted out a picture of me and Tom Crane in a podcast studio, I think people lose their shit. Yeah, the internet might explode. That's a yeah, former, yeah. former, almost maybe the Mizzou coach, Tom Crane. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. A lot of people are almost the Mizzou coach. <laughs> All right, Titus. The last question before um, we let you do your, do your. I know script. what this is going to be. I know what it's going to be, and the answer is no, Joey. But go ahead, ask it anyway. Oh, okay. Um, the question was, we talked about before the interview how you're going to flip it on us. Do you have any questions for us? That's, that's what I was going to ask you. Well, and if it's no, then all right, we'll just move on. Um, how do we feel about David Ross? I guess that's, that's my question. It's so funny you say that because I thought we would get to that in some way, shape, or form. But um, it's, it's, I mean, it's an unbelievable question because we had ESPN reporter Jesse Rogers for the Cubs on – um, last week on our live show, which I'm sure you saw my 7,000 tweets about. Um, mm-hmm. And he predicted that it would be David Ross so about basically a week from today. And boom, it was, it's David Ross. I'm excited. I think he is a sexy hire, which I like. I think 
he will have a great command of the of the yeah exactly yeah exactly. Um, I think he'll have a good command of the clubhouse because dudes respect him and he's and he's I mean he's was friends with you know some of the guys. Um, the le- at least the leaders will say hey look listen to this guy like he's got our best interest in mind. I mean a player's coach never really hurts. I think it could go really really good or also really really bad. But I'm excited. What what what, 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 thank you. what do you what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I like the idea of it. Um, I think it's hard for me to evaluate baseball managers because it's, it's pretty clear that baseball managers have the least impact on the success of the team than, like, any other coach in major sports. I you agree. Know? Um, I think LeBron really, would disagree with you on that. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, like, basically, the only time baseball managers matter is, like, the playoffs when the starting pitcher is in the sixth inning and they have to decide whether they're pulling him or not. And that's like that's what they get paid the big buck, big bucks for. And the rest of it is just kind of like standard shit. You just look at your spreadsheet, your computer, your algorithm, like spit out what the decision is, and then you just look at the spreadsheet and you're like, yeah, do that. We're gonna, we're gonna bunt here. We're gonna do a double switch for you know, like most of it is just like playing a video game. I feel like anybody could do it. So in that regard, I think Rossi would be fine. Um, well, Joe Madden yeah, was definitely playing a video game because every every seventh inning he made a move where I was like, is that even is that allowed? <laughs> the, yeah, he'll, he'll do that. The one thing too, like, well, what if he just like expects guys to play? Like, he was an Iron Man. Like, he would play anytime he ever wanted to. Like, like that guy would never sit out for any reason for rest or anything. Um, what if he just expects like every player to play? Like, he he, he does a thing where he just puts out the best lineup every, every single, single night. Day and <laughs> never thinks about like like John Lester pitched two days ago. And Lester's like. Rossi, my arm is dead. He's like, He's like no, no, dude, I'll catch for you. Like old times. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, every game matters. Every game matters, John. We yeah, and, he, and Rizzo plays 162 games and hits 78 yeah. home runs. Every yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I can't really evaluate it because, like I said, like I, it's, it, I don't think it ultimately matters that much. Um, I think the Cubs, yeah, I don't think it ultimately matters. He's like the much. Queen of England. The, the, the yeah. England has like a, a president. I There's think. no way you came up with that. That he's the queen of That's a good line. That's a good line. I know. It mattered that much. Wouldn't like like Bruce Boshi? Oh, uh, that up. Good line. <laughs> you guys are like having a side conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't believe I made that up. <laughs> Sorry. What were you gonna say about Bruce Boshi? I used to be a Giants fan a little bit. I said like if, if being a manager mattered, like explain the Bruce Boshi situation to me, where like the guy like every other year they win the World Series, and when they don't win the World Series, they're dog shit. And it's like, it's been the same guy coaching the whole time. So, like, what is he, like, just, he's a great coach some years and other years he's not? Like, what's going on here? No, you're um, right. The answer is that it doesn't actually have that big of an impact. It just, like, it matters. The players matter more than anything. So, anyway, <laughs> that was my one question. I love right. your answer, though. Thank you. It could I'm go flattered. horribly wrong or it could go really well. We don't know. I... I think it's either it's either great or bad. But anyway, we ran out of time, so we can't ask you about the Club Trillion Foundation. It's too bad. Sorry. <laughs> All right, it's, it's fine. Uh, that's, then you won't be on the voting panel. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna I was gonna let you I was gonna let you you say what you got to say, and then I was gonna end with if you don't uh, uh, if you don't have me on the board, then I'm gonna send Patino's people after you. I purposely you you were the one person that came to mind when I was setting up the system um, of picking this committee because I did not want to 
This we were expecting. I mean, our good friend Mark Titus. I mean, he gave us more time than we. He we doubled. Needed. He doubled the time. We were thinking. We were thinking. Yeah. Have we have we started recording yet? No, we oh, actually I did that already. The I did that the deep one. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. When we um, were right. in three, two, one. Okay, we now welcome <laughs> on a very special when guest. We, 
when we were with Diebler and Kraft, after like an hour, I just looked at them. I go, oh shit, guys, I haven't even started recording yet. And the look on Kraft's oh face, you would have thought he talk about Rosie. You would have thought he missed a shot against Dave. Oh whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, relax. My God. relax. Wow. But, but in, all, in all seriousness, thank you. Really appreciate it. You're the man. This was a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll have you on maybe halfway through the season or something to talk college basketball more seriously. Um, when you have a when you have a job and I have a job and, and Andrew still has a job and we still. all have jobs. <laughs> that will be that will be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Good luck to you, yeah. man, with everything. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Mark Titus because we know that we certainly enjoyed it. It was for me. It was a lot of fun. I know it was the first time you ever got to talk to him. Uh, me and him just there's a lot of back and forth. You know, he's he's kind of like my older brother. He probably doesn't even want to hear that. I don't even want to say that. But um, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, he'll like we kind of said he'll be on again to talk periodically throughout the season because he obviously somehow he's qualified by knowing his stuff. I'm excited um, to see what his next step ends up being. Yeah, I yeah, I wish I had any clue. It's so funny. He gave us no hints. Even when we stopped talking to him, he didn't give us any hints. Like, when we stopped recording. Right, even yeah. when we stopped recording with him and off the record, we're like, hey, Mark, we're off the record. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to tell us what you're actually doing? No. The dude does not flinch. He wouldn't tell us no, anything. he wouldn't tell us jack squat. Yeah, he wouldn't, tell us, he wouldn't tell us jack squat. But that was our first Letterman Row episode. That was a very solid kickoff to our Letterman Row. So solid of a lives. kickoff that we aren't even going to talk much longer in this because this is already no. like an hour and 95 yeah. billion. So we're just going to tell you this. We're going to remind you of this. Follow us on Twitter, at DriveTheLanePod. Follow us on Instagram, at DriveTheLane. Follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Zolden. And follow me on Twitter, at JoeySmoke14. And then you might as well follow me on Instagram, at TheJoeyLane. And you can follow me on Instagram at, at AndrewZolman23. But we hope you all enjoyed this episode. We are excited to bring you more and more good coverage. And we want to hear from you. So now that we have a much larger audience, tweet at us. DM us. DM me. DM him. DM our intern that runs Drive yeah. the Lane Pod. No, but seriously, tweet at us. Direct message us. Whatever you got to do to get in contact with us. Respond to us. Interact with us on, on Twitter. We want to hear what you guys think of the episode. What you guys want to hear in the future? Guess you want to see, or guess you want to hear. Go buy shirts from High Street Tees. Yeah, if, the more use shirts, our promo code. The more shirts you guys buy from High Street Tees, the more stuff that they'll be able to give to you guys from us, like, this. like this, like this shirt, which, which you're, which, which you're, you're seeing, which you're seeing or you're hearing. Here, listen to the shirt. Yeah, if you guys want <laughs> drive the lane T-shirts or maybe even sweatshirts, maybe, maybe even towel gang shirts, Ooh. then you gotta. You gotta um, show them some love, or at least show us some love, because then we can tell them, hey, like, look at all these people. They want the towel gang shirts. They want the drive away. Highstreettees.com slash DTL. Promo code DTL15. We told you guys a lot about the upcoming college basketball season, and we're gonna be telling you a lot more as the season rolls on. Joey, grab your belt. We're looking forward to hearing from you guys. Grab your belt, buckle up. This is so dumb. And drive the lane.